0: Gene? We're in person. I'm not used to this, but it's okay. <laughs>
1: Are you uncomfortable?
0: A little bit. A little bit. A little
1: bit. Well, let's get in the show. This is BizCraft. Yay. Gene.
0: I'm Carl. And Carl. And yeah. we're sitting together for the first time.
1: Yeah, we're usually like not looking at each other, so yeah. this is... Um... A weird.
0: So how was your week, Gene?
1: <laughs> it was good. It was interesting. We were on the road all friggin' week, driving in a car with my friend Gio. Yeah. And, um, Gio's a very attractive man. He is. He's got the majestic peacock mohawk. You chose well.
0: <laughs> so, so tell me about DC. You guys went up to DC? We right? did
1: DC, yeah. We talked to the great people of uh, Refresh DC. It was a great crowd. They have a strong community. And I'm very happy to have met them.
0: That, you rehearsed it better than that, but, <laughs> but that felt sincere. What have you been doing? Uh, holding on for dear life, really. It's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks at work. Was that? You know, sometimes you have really big clients. And you think this is awesome. And then sometimes you go, dear God, if they don't like me, everything will go to hell. <laughs> it was one of those go to hell moments. Was week. it?
1: Yeah. No but details? But it turned out
0: okay. It turned out okay. No details? I'm sure as we get into the show, details will emerge. Uh, okay.
1: All right. Well, let's, um, let's take a quick question here. We have, um, to get things rolling, we take questions from you fine people. So if anybody who's sitting in here has a question as we go.
0: And I know the camera can't see it, but it is like
1: packed. Yeah, it's like, it's like 800 I feel bad.
0: I feel bad for the people we had to turn away. Those of you watching in the live simulcast in the stadium, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much. It's pretty freaking awesome. Yep. What's the question? Yeah, so we have a question in from David Conrad from designcommission.com. Do you all have any suggestions about what the right mix of administrative versus production resources is? So he's talking about like... One project manager for three or four designers. He says he's struggling with. Um, uh, he says he. I either have to hire out design and get stuck with admin, or hire admin and then have to like right. contract out design. So, what do you do? I mean, you have. I have like three people. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't have anyone. We're all. So you basically like three of us,
0: overwork but. the
1: people that you have. <laughs> That's what and, they tell me. Yeah. But. <laughs> That's a
0: model. It's it's a famous model
1: actually. Yeah. yeah. It's the American way. It is, but but you have more you have more crew than I do, so
0: yeah. Well, I mean it's it's different because our teams form to take on projects, so we actually wind up with uh, with too many people sometimes. On too a many project? people want to work on a project, and then you have to figure out Right, because you do the whole do
1: democratic thing where you like let people sort of opt into a project.
0: Yeah, d- democratic is a weird word.
1: It is a weird it word. It
0: turns into demo crazy. <laughs> you can't. Everybody can't always get their way, but um.
1: No, how does it work for you though?
0: Well. So an uh, opportunity will come in. If, uh, if they actually know me, then I'll be involved. If not, I stay the hell out. And we, we've talked about this. Because if, if you're technically in charge of a company and somebody shows up with a project mm-hmm. and they meet you, they pattern on you like a little duck.
1: Right. right? You talk about and that client They'll imprinting. never let
0: the team run anything. They always will. Carl said. And more than likely I did. <laughs> more than likely I screwed the whole thing up. Um, but for us, like, we have a project right now that uh, one person on the team really wants it. He's recruiting people to come in. And we may actually have two project managers on it because that's what the project needs. And so w- what I would say to David is you have to look at what the project needs and decide who's going to be there. But if he's constantly going to new sources to work on the project, I think it's going to suck because you never know right. who's going to be on the team. Right. I mean, for us, we try to recruit people we're not going to work with until three or four months down the road just so we know who's there.
1: Right, so you have a mixture of full-time employees, right, who are engineers.
0: Engineers, that's fine. You can say I'm, it that I'm, way.
1: I'm learning the, the engine works vernacular. But then you have people that you work with who are um, contractors, but you don't, you know. For engineers. Yeah, I mean, contractor is a harsh word to, yeah. to folks who don't Yep. So we have, sort or of in the business. But.
0: Yeah, we have, we have the core team. Then we have, uh, right now it's about four people mm-hmm. that are always around. And, so, uh, and then we've got an external group and I'll talk about that later today, actually. Cool. And, uh, but yeah, so we always know who we're working with. There's never a surprise. Even if we're working with them for the first time, we've known them and talked to them for quite a while. So, so you're I, I you say to David, you know, try to find those people before you
1: need them. Right. So you're constantly like making friends. and That's
0: what I do. <laughs> I mean, we made friends at the bar last night. It was yeah. fun.
1: <laughs> that was fun. Um, no, after you left, you made more friends. You guy. We did some um, of this and some of this. <laughs> So he's, he has a further question where he's talking about business development. So he says, I know you've talked about having a business development resource, but I'm curious if you've come across anyone, any, any studios, who are doing well with having a person dedicated to business development. Right? So he feels like it's a lot of money to pay out to a person that's just dedicated to I'd agree. developing sales leads. What do you guys do? I mean, I do all the.
0: Yeah, like, you do, I used to. Um, I mean, and we've talked about this, I suck at estimating. And so it was always hurting the company, but now what we do is, if the opportunity comes in, we've got two people, uh, Mary McDonald and Matthew Oliphant, who basically take it, look at it, meet the client, um, and if it looks good, they'll bring it into the team, and then again, you know, the team decides if they want the project or not. So it's it's so crazy. I know, but it totally works, man. Um, but I do know, like uh, like at Happy Cog, Joe Rinaldi, right? Okay. Joe is responsible for nothing but bringing business in, running it. At least that's what they. That's what say they tell you. Or my perception of it. <laughs> um, it could be Joe's doing other stuff too, but uh, but a lot of times it's it's not so much like we don't do any outbound stuff anymore. I mean, you could say that this podcast is outbound or whatever, but I mean, the reality is, is a lot of a lot of companies. I think that do that. You know, they're they're out there looking for work. I think that's an early part of your life cycle as a business. And then uh, right. we mentioned this, Aaron Mentley. When you hit that seventh year, the flow starts to reverse, and you're suddenly going through leads trying to figure it out.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of flipped to a point where people are. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you just said. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess so. I wasn't listening to what you said, so.
1: Well, it's I, I want to quickly say because I forgot to do this when we uh, introed this, but um, <laughs> big big thank you to um, to Confly, it's C O N F dot L Y, for the live stream. So, thank you.
0: And I will say they have some of the most beautiful employees I've ever seen. They really do. He's right there. I mean that in a very manly way, by the way, Nick.
1: Hey. So before we embarrass ourselves by no one having any questions, but are there any questions from anybody sitting out there about some of um, David Conrad's predicament? Anything you want to add? No. We won't linger too long. He's gonna be
0: fine. I would like to mention that David Conrad and what was the company? Design Commission. And then you just got back from D.C. What is the D.C. 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 thing? There's like some that was weird. weird. There's some weird things. on The mark of today. the beast. Yeah, democracy. See, we got it's all over the place.
1: Uh, well, I wanted to talk to you about this thing that Andy, R- Andy Rutledge did. Um, Andy. I, I don't know him. I don't. You never. You said you never met him in person. I, I have him. I,
0: I've followed him. I think we might have had a couple of Twitter conversations, but don't know him.
1: Yeah, he's a um, he's a really cool like design thinker, right? He's always thinking about how we work on. Uh, the business side, like kind of like what we're doing, you know, you're always thinking yeah. about how do you make things better. How, how can do you I screw this up? Yeah, how can I not screw this up? Maybe. Um, yeah. So he's got uh, this. This po- he's he's running this whole thing where you can like subscribe to yeah,
0: yeah, his thoughts that. or yeah.
1: whatever that is. But um, so he's talking about this trend, right, and designs dis- the with design disciplinary evolution, right? The topic of special specialization versus generalization, right, right. Um, and he, you know, it, it's getting a lot more play, right? I mean. We're at these conferences. We've got people who, you know, I just do JavaScript, or mm-hmm. I just write Python, or whatever it is that they might want to specialize or I've, in.
0: Or I've changed my title to end on the word strategist.
1: Yeah, yeah, or UX strategist, or yeah. content strategist, or whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> I won't read that because it's kind of insulting, but... Um, <laughs> What, he's, he's just generally asking, handy. like, what does it mean for our profession? So yeah. let's talk about that for a minute. Like, what does it mean for, for us as practitioners, but also, like, from a business standpoint, managing those people who are constantly trying to specialize?
0: You know, it, okay, so for me, I see it two ways. One of the things is titles, I mean, for us, everybody picks their title, and they have to defend why they deserve it, Right. So when you get your title, it's stuck. I mean, that's it. And it's an internal thing. I think a lot of titles are external. They're really marketing, right? Yeah. And when when you get clients that are paying attention and are reading things in the industry, they start to say, well, we need a content strategist. You know, who's going to do the UX? And when those clients start saying that, to me, it's just as bad as talking about technology.
1: Yeah. I remember those days where they were like, this needs to be built in Flash.
0: Yeah, well, I do. We were a Flash (laughs) shop, (laughs) so. Um,
1: I didn't want to call you out.
0: But the, the thing to me is... I mean, we have aesthetic designers that don't code, right. right? We have coders that, thank God, don't design, right? We have UX designers who don't do anything aesthetically. And to me, if you've got a great team that's creating something amazing, who cares what the mix is? But the problem you get into is when we start looking at things and trying to find a way to do them, now we're like, okay, well, who's going to do UX? And sometimes we've had somebody who's a good you know, user interface designer who really does UX, but we don't think of it that way. So titles can hurt because they start to define and and put these boundaries around who people are and and what they can do.
1: So is that, are you thinking about that from the direction of I've got to somehow make money for these people?
0: Well, for me it's culture. how you
1: sell that, how you set it up in a proposal, I mean.
0: Well, okay, so in a proposal, um, Kelly Goto and I were uh, having breakfast one morning and she was working on this proposal and uh, I, I looked at her, and she was, she was like, well, I'm working on the UX portion of the proposal. I'm like, oh, my goodness, really? You, like, have a whole – and, and uh, I said to her, I was like, ask them what their expectations are, <laughs> right? And she looked at me. She was like, I'm going to do that. And I was like, do that, do that. That's right? pretty and good. So, and so she ran with it. And it's, it's one of those funny things that when you get – a lot of people in our industry that then end up client-side, and they're doing that. But you had a question. I've totally forgotten it. Oh, from a, for me, it's a, it's a cultural thing. <laughs> right, right, right. I've had some of our uh, really good front-end coders who are also aesthetic designers say, can I please just handle this project? Do we have to put somebody else on it?
1: Right, let me do the whole thing.
0: And it's like, no, you don't. But when you're out there, like I, I was talking with somebody the other day, and literally every uh, title in their company ended with the word um, strategist
1: we specialist.
0: <laughs> specialists. We're except for project manager. And I'm thinking if there was a project strategist. The one should Yeah, exactly. Um, but for him, I think it really was about being able to charge more and raise your rates. And to me, it's well, like, then... that's about being awesome. If you create amazing things and you show the amazing thing and say, it costs this much if you want this, instead of saying, oh, well, I'll, I'll mess around with the way we call things. and eh,
1: mm, Okay. Just so, do it. So you don't endorse that as a sales strategy?
0: I'm not saying it wouldn't work,
1: right? but it, yeah. but it, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I've done it. I mean, I've done yeah. it. Um, you know, I've just made stuff up, right? You just kind of like, that's this guy do. does this, this guy does this. It's all stuff. made up. <laughs> yeah, that's a big secret. It's that's a secret sauce. You just kind of make the shit up, right? Yep. Well, I mean, how about, how do you, how do you manage I mean, you say it's like culture, right? But, yeah. But so how do, you, how do you deal with that with people who, maybe you have an individual who only wants to do a certain portion of a project, but you really need them to do another portion, in order to actually have them make money so you can pay them.
0: It's going to sound horrible, but I don't <laughs> I mean, think about like, things that way. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, for me, it's... I think that's what Andy's getting at. Yeah. A certain, I think he's more from the practitioner angle, but, right. you know, um, I, think, I think that's what he's getting at.
0: I mean, for me, it's the team jumps in and they decide what they want to do. I mean, we're at that size. When you, when you get around 16 people, that's when things start to fraction, Right, you start getting clicks and back channels and that sort of thing, but because the teams are smaller, like four or five people, they just jump in and do what needs to get done. Okay. I mean, they're working together and they're like, okay, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? I mean, we like today. I'm actually on call for about four hours to watch one of our uh, fantasy football sites because we take turns on the weekend.
1: You poor man. Like seeing what's going on. You have to play fantasy football for your job. To play
0: fantasy football for my
1: job. (laughs)
0: And I have access to the back end of the system, so I win a lot. <laughs> like, no, I
1: started Alabama. Yeah, I did. I swear to God. Yeah.
0: But for me, it's um, I think if you've got the right culture and you've got the right team, they just do what it's going to take. Right. But, uh, I mean, Andy obviously has a different setup, and he's obviously successful.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he has a design consultancy, I think. There's but I think,
0: yeah, I think we're so young as an industry that there's that desire sometimes to make it more difficult than it is. Right. And yeah we justify work. rates and all that kind
1: of stuff. we 're a bunch of smarty pants, yeah. we like to make ourselves sound really awesome um, well that 's interesting that that 's how you handle that um, or don 't
0: well that 's the thing you know me i 'm trying to be irrelevant you don 't ha- try not to handle anything that 's a great business plan man, and when I do it it messes up and I tell everybody, look, I told you don 't let me be a part of this
1: <laughs> oh uh, man well let 's go back a little bit to what uh <laughs> Let's go back a little bit to what David was, was asking us about, okay. sales and things. So, do you have a specific person that just does business now? I mean, you mentioned a couple of team members that do things, but is, have, is that their primary?
0: No. Uh, they asked if they could.
1: And okay. I said, and I said yes. So you, they just think it's cool? They wanna...
0: Well, they um, for one person, they had slowed down a little bit. They weren't being able to meet their commitments to the team, and they said, what other things can I do? That's how I could. And, and they said, I would like to handle some of these when they come in, and um, Matthew is, a, so he is a UX guy, right? He's always yeah. been you know, really solid with it. And it's really interesting when you put a UX person at the front of the sales cycle. And then they start to see, okay, well, I need a developer to help estimate this. I need a, you know, and, and they bring people together. The other is uh, Mary, who's a writer, who one day said, I'm tired of writing. Can I be a project manager? I said, okay. And that works really well. And then she said, okay, you know what? I need something more. Can I also try a new business? And I think they were trying to take the load off of me as well, but they they knew if they had said that I would have been like, no, I'm fine. But instead, they said, can we help?
1: And yeah, it that's like, the way and it, it worked it. out. You're like, of course. Yeah.
0: And then you realize that clients are no longer calling you when something is questioned; they call the person that they first talked to. Which and you're like, this is awesome. perfect.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. So, I mean, along those lines, I mean, you, you're doing most of the business development, right? I mean, I know you got this going on, but like for the most part, you've historically done that.
0: Yeah. I mean, no. Right now, (laughs) did you like that? Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't really do business development that much anymore. If something comes in and they know me or they were referred to me, I won't be a jerk and not be there. But for the most part, anything that comes in uh, through the website or calls or referrals goes straight to Mary or Matthew. Um, My job right now is checking in with the team and making sure everybody's okay and they're getting what they need. Okay. So it, it really, and I've said this before, I'm a community manager now. So my whole thing is about trying to make sure things are fair and equitable. That's weird. I know, it's awesome. <laughs> Seriously, man, I'm, I'm sitting outside, you know, every day, just sipping a cold drink and saying, how are you? Are you okay? <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you I'm now. sure it's
1: that easy. Well, I mean, how do you handle that, right? We, ha- we get a lot of questions about how do you generate sales, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to turn this into like a sales thing, but we, we do have a lot of people that ask, mm-hmm. how are you guys like getting business? Because a lot of people are just starting out businesses, right? They're just, right. you know turning on their MacBook and in their bedroom or whatever and building some websites. But
0: Yeah. I mean so how do you how do you how
1: have you gone about that? Like
0: well when we started, so I'm a contrarian, right? It's like I well I'll read a ton of stuff and then I'm like that doesn't make any sense to us. When we started uh, the first thing we did was direct mail. So Really? I actually well we didn't have a ton of money. Um, and nobody really knew who we were. So we were gonna be loud and proud, we were gonna be irreverent but nice. We were gonna you know all these types of things as we were looking at who our you know who engine works would be. But the first thing I did was um, I looked at everywhere Southwest flew because I knew that would be cheap. And then I took a Dunham Bradstreet uh, business directory, and I researched each city we could get to, and I looked to see businesses that had either doubled in size by employees or money over a three-year period, figuring they were outgrowing their systems. Okay. And then I would send letters to them. (laughs) You're a hustler. We were slammed. Really? Yeah, we turned, we turned one postage stamp into a $200,000 project
1: you with a bear
0: pharmaceutical Now It was in Miami. The guy called after one of the, the mailings had dropped and said, hey, can you come to Miami next week? And I was like, ugh, really? That's gonna be kind of yes. <laughs> because we had nothing to do, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> do I wait also, two
1: days to call him back or one day or how?
0: But the, the other thing I'll say is like we did all the, the wrong things. Like I'm sure somebody's gonna hate me for this, but joining the Chamber of Commerce Really? No good work comes out of that. Maybe in yeah, your no. chamber, not in Jacksonville. No, no. Um, we did the Better Business Bureau thing and put the plaque and the sticker up. You know, all this kind of stuff that you're just, like, desperate for people to trust well, you, you because don't you don't trust much, yourself. Right, right. And, uh, but, but the thing that I found out was you'll find the best work hanging out places you want to be anyway because you're going to find people who like the things you like. Right. You know? And then be loud and proud. Like, whatever you do, put it out there and say that you are awesome. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that in this industry that, that we work in where people don't like to self-promote. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be, like, obnoxious with it, but, well, I don't know, maybe you do want to be obnoxious with it. But It depends. Like, I mean, yeah. there's a lot going on there, right? Like, you really want to promote yourself. If you don't let somebody know you're out there, how are they going to know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and for me, because I don't have any of the skills to build what we do, it was like that was the only job I had available, was to go get the work.
1: That's a great skill. Yeah. You know what's great about that skill? Is that if you don't do that, the other guys don't do their stuff.
0: When, and that takes care of the feast or famine thing. You know, people talk about, well, the industry's feast or famine. What happens if you get a big project and yeah, you, no, you feast stop or famine. looking?
1: Right. You know, because you have to build I mean, it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So because I was always there, we, we've, with the exception of slowdowns around the summer, we've always been steady. Right.
1: Those are just, like, environmental, I guess. like just I think Just the so. nature of yeah, stuff. Yeah, people are
0: taking off. They're yeah. going to Disney or doing whatever. And See, because we,
1: um, we usually slow down, like, in February and March. Okay. Which is weird.
0: Yeah. Well, we take the last two weeks off every year. Right. And so January is always a slow start up.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like waking up, you're like, I don't want to get up.
0: Oh, that person's a client? <laughs> That's why they called seven times.
1: So what did you put in the, the direct mail stuff? I mean, what did you do? Did you just handwrite yeah, letters, was, or what did you do? It was
0: a letter, and it was a, it was a form letter that I would change all the time. You know, I would try to beat the best responses and all that. And it basically just said hey, we're awesome, we worked with Marriott, we worked with Energizer, give us a call, and there would be a business card. And sure as hell, people would call.
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: I mean, they weren't the clients we wanted, but that was the other thing, and I'll say this to anybody starting, the clients that you get when you start may not be the ones you want, but they can get you there. And so if if you look at every opportunity as a way to get closer to the clients you want, you're going to be great. And the other thing is, when you're finished with a project, realize that's when you should really start working on it. Because everything that client didn't let you do or that you thought was more important, like accessibility. We used to make sure everything was compliant mm-hmm. without clients knowing because there was no reason for them to know. But then that next client that comes along and asks about it, you're able to show that you're doing yeah, it we, that
1: way. Yeah, right.
0: right. We've won business that way. We, um, Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind, they actually uh, had their students review the portfolios of the companies they were considering. And oh, we were the brilliant. only ones that everything in the portfolio was accessible. Cause you know, they all
1: said, we'd, yeah, we do it. It's- but is I'll that what compliant. you're doing? Yeah. yeah. So that's brilliant on their part. It worked. Yeah. Some bastards doing that.
0: And I'll tell you what, when when you want to really test accessibility, okay. you let those kids look <laughs> at those yeah, websites.
1: No well, that's a great way to learn about it too. Yeah. Because what we think is accessible is not. Yep. Um, well, that's interesting that you. I mean, you just basically sent them a letter. Yeah. And they responded.
0: Yep. And um, then we we quit doing that after a while because uh, we just got tired of stuff in the envelopes. I mean, I'll be honest. You know, we we thought about hi- we actually hired a company to do it, and they screwed it up. And I was like, ah, we're fine. <laughs> we'll keep working. We have a window uh, at, when we had the we still have the office. I don't go in there anymore. Um, you go in there but, to do our podcast? No, I, that's a different office. Actually, oh, oh
1: you have two offices. <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> um, yes, I have two offices. Uh, but I you work out of your that, home. I have one that, I, but I work out of my home. What the hell? Well, the one office I go to is like kind of top secret, and the Ooh. only reason that. Uh, we have a little engine work sign up there because people kept coming and knocking on the door and yelling at me in a language I didn't understand, and it was something about taxes. So whoever was there before me, like, must have had this. So I put a sign out, and one day on the flight coming back, somebody said, when did you guys open that office off San Jose? And I was like, what are you talking what about? What office? Well, I was up there, and I saw the sign. I was like, oh, dear God. Oh. But, but the office we have in San Marco, um, 30,000 cars go by there every day. I was a media director, so I, I knew to look at the different reports and stuff. So we'd put stuff in the window. Like pop culture stuff, like not Penny's Boat, you know, whatever it might be. And people started to know we were there based on that. And we'd go to bars, and people would read them back to us. They would be like, oh, Dragons is so stupid was my favorite window, you know, and and things like that. Okay,
1: that's great. So you started out thinking locally? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about that? I mean, what do you have to say about that? Answer for yourself.
0: Um, I would say thinking locally is what you think you can do when you start right you don't think about working outside of yeah. what it's you sort know. of foreign yeah you well you do what you've seen other people do and and the the companies that you know are probably local we i mean hell we spent money to go to the Addies. right we'd enter the addy awards it's like that's an advertising thing that's yeah, not that's, your, weird. that's not right. our business right. and then we finally one year said let's not do that let's take that money and go to austin and we went to south by and we started meeting people and uh, and that's another thing i'll say like Go to conferences, man.
1: That was next on my list. How do you turn that? How do you? I mean, we we get lots of people ask about that. I don't have a specific question like from David or whatever, but we get tweets and things. Um, how do you? It's Nate. Cross. It's Nate,
0: Nate cross in the building,
1: taking my picture. So, <laughs> how do you? You get guys me. are awake. Yay! So, how do you convert that? into, like, going to a conference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, I mean, how do you work that? Like, I was talking with um, Kevin Hale from okay. uh, the guy who started Wufoo and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying, they went to South Bay and they, like, they were, like, we're going to be awesome. So they bought all these little red balloons with a big W on it. And, they were, <laughs> and then they were, like, giving they had, like, 8,000 balloons or something. They right. were, like, giving them out and nobody wanted the balloons. They were, yeah. like, I don't want to carry this goddamn balloon, balloon around, around, you know? Yeah. So, did, you know, like, how do you, how do you avoid... Stuff like that. I mean, it's a learning experience for him. But yeah, you just go to hang out, make friends, and turn well, that we, into business? Or we mean? first
0: did. Well, we actually sent out, like, uh, so Veric Rossetti and Travis Meiser were business partners. And we, would, we went out to scout the conferences we wanted to go to. We actually set up a blog, the first blog we had, so that when they were at the conference, they could report back and anybody who happened to care would see what they were talking about. And the first blog post was about them getting stinking drunk and shooting pool, and they met Molly, and all these types of things, and they said, we should totally do South By every year. And I was like, we did a blog for this? And I was like, <laughs> yes. we're just we're communicating publicly? Um, but you know what? It was uh, the next year we went, and we had done the Happy Webbies thing. Yeah. And uh, that got really popular, and so we took shirts, and I think by the end of a bowling tournament, we knew the web team at National Geographic. We knew the guys from Site Point. Um, Guy Kawasaki came over and asked for a shirt. You know, so it was like those types of things really worked. Is
1: there a Guy Kawasaki Webby? Uh, there is. Yeah, I thought actually. there was. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't at the time. You, you have to after he asked for one. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You still doing those?
0: No. Um, well, we maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. If it, if it, it shows up happy. and it makes sense, I want to. Be uh, we happy. actually have a, a revised one. We're going to release soon. Soon.
1: So I mean, speaking about networking, right? I mean, I, we do the same thing. We go to a lot of conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Giovanni and I. We just got back from, like, D.C. You C. guys
0: travel a lot, and uh, do your wives get weird about that?
1: Yeah, they hate it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like being away. You know, you don't, you don't like being away from your family and stuff.
0: No. They're, they're, my family's actually busier than I am now, so sometimes I think they don't notice.
1: <laughs> there is that. I mean, my kids are getting older, so they're yeah. way freaking busy, but, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> they don't notice. Yeah, the other the <laughs> thing, the dogs always notice because I feed them, and by the third day, they're really hungry, and... Um, <laughs> The other thing I'll say is one year I decided to not go to conferences and to ignore the industry, and I, I had this concept that uh, we should go mainstream business and we should be talking to real businesses. We shouldn't be out there talking to ourselves. It doesn't make any sense. Man, we plummeted. I mean, it was like within three months, I think we, we were 30 were like, or 40% off the mark, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, talk to ourselves, talk to ourselves. It's going to hell. <laughs> And did and I never realized how much of it was referrals, like people who didn't understand something, right, and so they'd send right. it over and yeah.
1: Well, that turns into what we're talking about, where it's you know the seventh year. I don't know if like the seven years magic or something, but I don't um, know, man. It, it, I've, I've heard that a lot. It's but, like
0: a placebo effect, if it's not.
1: Yeah, it's something to it. I mean, maybe it's when you start to like notice it because everyone said seven years or something. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, your business turns from that fishing mentality to you know. You're not fishing anymore. I mean, You're no, getting you're referrals. Like, how am I going to handle this? What do I do? What's yeah. the ri-
0: you, you start worrying about picking the wrong opportunity.
1: Yeah. And you know, my theory on that, you know why I think it takes seven years? Because it takes a few years before you realize you stop doing the stupid crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you finally, like, figure out how to, how to price things. You finally figure out, like, stop taking these type of projects from these people. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people who are starting out, they, they start out, they start underpricing projects, you know, building websites oh, yeah, for $800 or whatever. You don't have you know? faith
0: in yourself, so you undercut yourself. And yeah, you're trying to compete on price. and yeah. know, it's not well, I, had, I had a client once. We were working with a client um, called Northville Oil. And uh, I remember at the table, and it, I don't know, it was like a $15,000 web project or something. And, and I looked at him and I said, oh, you know what, we can change the way we do this and probably get the cost closer to twelve. And he looked at me and he said, um, I'm an oil company. <laughs> and you're a small little web why are you doing company this? why do you want to pay for my kids to go to college you should be worried about your kids going to college and I just looked at him I said oh we can stay with the 15 He was like yeah I think that's good I was
1: like alright he's helping but you out that guy taught me it's that like day. I'm helping you out here man
0: well and it's, it's also that thing if you aren't confident with what you're about to go in and share yeah everybody's gonna know it
1: yeah you gotta build it like it's
0: okay to be nervous it's okay to fail but if you go in knowing you're gonna fail that's just dumb
1: yeah well yeah. I kind do of like this show yeah uh. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, there's people behind us. Wait a second.
1: I see what's going on. You made me lose my train of thought, man. Sorry about that. Ah, um, That's what that
0: noise is every week. I didn't know that you're slapping yourself.
1: I don't slap myself. No? You just did it. It's on video. Oh, maybe I do right. slap myself. Well done, sir. Let's start slapping you now. Okay, here. I'm giving it. <laughs> so, I mean, what we're talking about is raising our profile. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that, that's sort of the key. We're right. talking about going to these conferences or, or writing blog posts or whatever we're doing to raise our profile. I mean,
0: yeah, if people know you're there and understand what you do and you're nice, right, then they'll want to help.
1: Yeah, and don't use balloons.
0: No. It's not a good idea. T shirts always work. T shirts do work great. Yeah. Did
1: you bring me a t shirt?
0: Yeah, I did. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I can't back that up, though. So, <laughs> yeah. it's in a bag of t shirts I gave to Jay. I'm sure he still has it.
1: So, go. One of the things that I love about you oh. is, yes, I do. One of the things I love about you is you have this ability to go to these, these conferences and things and just talk to people, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm, I really struggle with that. I really, I, just so you all know, I love you, but I have a hard time, like I have to struggle with um, just talking to people because I just want to like sit here and you know, build, right. build stuff and write blog posts, you know. But you just kinda, you're just kind of open. You don't judge people. Nope. You know, you just like we can be friends. It's gonna work.
0: Why can't we be friends? Oh, I thought we were gonna do that. We're not gonna. <laughs> no. <okay.
1: laughs> well, I mean, how do you how do you get there? Is that just like this is something you've done? I, don't know. Tr- I, I mean, I think there's my
0: brain. I just don't have the filter that some people have that keeps <laughs> them from doing dumb stuff. And and if people see you doing dumb stuff with other people, they want to be a part of it. Right. I mean, we chased some poor guy uh, around the airport. I was trying to give him a hug. You know, it was like. I saw Amanda, I gave Amanda a hug. So your secret Julie was there, I gave her a hug, and the guy was watching, I was like, Do you want a hug? And he was like and then he pointed at Amanda. He goes, I'll hug her. And I was like, I'm good with it if she is. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's also sort of you get to a point in your life where you realize it really doesn't matter. And I'd rather have fun than Is that year seven? No, it was (laughs) (laughs) probably
1: year thirty seven. Yeah, seriously. That's probably
0: it. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You just kind of lose your mind after a little God, while with doing this. So true.
0: And I drink a lot. That helps. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Uh,
1: well, that's just something that I think um, I mean, we're, we're specifically talking about business development, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've known a lot, of, a lot of guys that do, you know, the biz dev. I'm the biz dev guy, you know, and they're right. very like, like a shark. You know, they're coming for you. They're going to schmooze you. But people can tell when you're being schmoozed.
0: Right. Well, and, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit. The best way to get business is to say no and walk away slowly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you said, you get the RFP for the thing you want, and you reply back that I'm sorry, but we don't respond to RFPs. By the way, on page seven, I think you asked this question incorrectly. Yeah. And the wrong shop is going to take it, and you're going to get in trouble. I would ask it this way, and the next thing you know, you got the project, and you didn't pitch.
1: Yeah. It's kind of weird. Backdoor technique. It is. It is. There's this. Uh, uh, do you know? Uh, do you know Aaron Droplin? Have you ever met him? No. He tells this great story. I think somebody was asking him like. Because um, he's like he's like this really well-known flea marketer, right? He gets in a van, he drives across the country and goes to these flea markets. He's he's the guy who started Field Notes. He collects all these books and stuff. And he tells this story about how how do you negotiate? How do you negotiate? He's like, here you go, I'll give you a tip. And he's like, go to a yard sale and you find this really badass microphone. You're like, I want this microphone. But you don't go up to the guy selling the microphone and try to get the microphone. You find some other little piece of crap and you go, and and you got the microphone and the piece of crap and you go up and you say... Positioning, yeah. How much for the piece of crap and the guy's like well that's eight bucks he's like
0: i got seven Some expensive yeah. crap
1: yeah and the guy yeah the guy's like well, how about seven he's like all right never mind but how much for the microphone yeah like, that's how you do it yeah so that's kind of what you're doing i guess so
0: actually what i'm <laughs> doing is just not trying anymore it's it's not a, a game right. or a technique i just seriously don't want to work with those people right right and then I, we, we did this once and somebody sent me a, a GIF, and it was—it uh, might have been a Simpsons thing, but it was like, why won't you take my money? You know. And I think sometimes the people that are trying to work with us feel that way. They sent and you, then they the, start working, the working with The person sent you that? Three months later, yeah. Three months later, it's, uh, they're like, okay, we don't want to work with you anymore. I was like, I tried to tell you, but no, you chased us down.
1: <laughs> You're such a sad man. It's really sad. Yeah. It's pathetic. Project's falling off of you. I know. Well, that's uh, it's about time. Wow, we're fast, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it always does with you. We normally don't make eye contact when I say things like that, so this is more special for me. (laughs) We don't have beer. We normally have a beer.
1: It's too early for beer, man. Yeah. Uh, All right, so I want to pimp uh, Converge Florida real quick. Uh, We've got Converge Florida in two weeks. Uh, And then um, Giovanni is speaking at Remix Atlanta. Is
0: that what they call it? Remix
1: South? Remix South. You're going to be speaking there. Remix South, yep. You're both speaking at Future Web Design in New York. In New York,
0: I know. We're going to... um, Maybe share a room we were talking about. Are you going to carpool? Yeah. Carpool? I don't know your (laughs) terms when you guys travel, but we may.
1: (laughs) Where else are you speaking? What else do you know? Um, you got a bunch of stuff.
0: So we've got ConvergeFL, EECI in Austin, Remix South, and then Future Web Design. We'll get into that later because I still don't know how the hell you're associated
1: with the expression engine stuff. What's that? We'll get into that in another show, but the whole Expression Engine thing. Yeah. The background there, because that's... Um, that,
0: it was weird. We broke in two different field. directions. Yeah. We broke... The Expression Engine community loved us, and then suddenly we were... The design community loved us. And yeah. And never the twain shall meet.
1: No, they shouldn't. No. No, they do. No. Come on. So, was that it? Is it everywhere you're going? I mean... I think so. I mean, there's, there's
0: more stuff, but I don't remember it now. <laughs> I just have handlers. They just say, be at the airport.
1: Go here. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. 800 of you. Wow. That's impressive. Todd. No? All right.
0: That's it. I'm telling Brian. We're done. That's you know, the part where, we will, where we'll go, are we still streaming? Because...